eyes peeled, everyone. It's time for the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. You're back again for another week, and this week we bring you two episodes. Um, we've got, sorry, mid-season, not midweek, although it's midweek, I guess. Mid-season mock draft for you all. Uh, so we're going to split this into two parts. Obviously, it can get quite lengthy with these things. So today, on Tuesday, we're going to have picks 1 to 16, and then on Thursday, we'll release the second half, and that'll be picks 17 to 32. Just going to do the first round, and for that, I'm joined by, well, the whole team. We've got Maxwell, Tom, and Thomas on the line. Boys, how is everyone? Max, I'll come to you first. How are you? Great, thank you. Excited to uh, get going with the mock draft. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm really, really excited for this one as well. I think it's going to be a really good pod. Thomas, how about you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Awesome. Yeah, no, really, really good, thank you. Um, Tom, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really well, thank you. Good awesome. to be back. Good yeah, be definitely, back. definitely. Uh, good to get us all, all four of us together. And sure. after this one for a couple of episodes, I'm sure it's going to be like really good, like I said. So just a quick note on this, just before we get going. Um... We have chosen this order, uh, which is slightly different to what the order is now, because obviously we had to prep. Obviously, we're all people that have normal jobs outside of this. And if we were going to wait for like, the perfect order to be perfectly set, we'd have had to only you know, set it this morning after Monday Night Football. So we've gone with the order what it would have been before the weekend's results, just because we had time to prep and things like that and get the order set amongst us. We're just going to go around the table uh, one to four and then repeat the order. So it will mean for the multiple pick teams, such as the Dolphins, the Jags, um, it's potentially that two people will pick for that team, but it's just so that no one is sort of silent for ages and it kind of keeps everyone in the loop and keeps everyone busy, which is what we kind of want as people who are talking on this. Um, so yeah, that's just a quick note, just for anyone wondering, you know, if we've got picks slightly out of order, that's that's the reason. Anyway, uh, let's jump straight in. Um, so the order is Maxwell's going to go first, I'm going to be second, Thomas is the third, and then uh, Tom will be the fourth pick and then, like I said, rotate around like that. So Maxwell, kick us off. Who's the first pick of the draft? So kicking off with the Bengals in the number one position, um, I think they've got needs all over the park, to be honest, uh, including quarterback. And um, I really think there are a number of good players that could fit here. But because they need so many players, I think the most important thing is they just take the best player available. And for me, that is Chase Young of Ohio State, edge rusher. Um, they've had a couple of brilliant pass rushers come through that program in recent years in the Bosa boys. And I really think Chase Young in terms of a college player, is better than both of them. Um, probably more explosive, amazing hands, um, and a dominant pass rusher who could do the same at the NFL level. Great choice. Yeah, definitely, I definitely agree right at the top that he is the best uh, player in the draft. He's someone that I would kind of go for if I, if you hadn't taken him, basically. And I'll go <laughs> into that when I go through my pick in a moment. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. Thomas, how do you feel about Chase Young? Um, yeah, he's the best player in the draft. He's uh, up there with Miles Garrett in terms of potential for a number one overall pick, like defensive end. Um, he's better than the Bosa boys, so yeah, it's a great pick, and he's really going to help the Bengals, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on uh, to the Dolphins' first pick at number two. Now, this is obviously someone uh, that's probably a bit unexpected in this position for a lot of listeners. They might be thinking of uh, the quarterbacks, but I'm going to go for uh, Georgia left tackle Andrew Thomas. Now, I'll start off by saying I believe in Josh Rosen. I think he's talented enough. I think we saw that at UCLA, and I think he's quite quite a good quarterback. I think he's still quite a good prospect. And if you put enough talent around him, I think the Dolphins will be quite successful. I think he'll be quite successful. He's just had terrible situations. And like I said, 
first is a little bit unexpected, but firstly, like I said, I think Josh Rosen's fine. Secondly, I think there's four positions that are the most valuable in football. You know, quarterback, like I said, I think we've got that quarterback. Edge defender, and unfortunately, the best player in the draft has just been taken um, by Maxwell. And I would have taken Chase Young, as I, as I said, if he'd have gone in a different direction. Uh, cornerback, which you know Miami have kind of got with Xavier Howard, and they've also got three firsts to try and find a, a sort of bookend him. And then left tackle, and that's where I think Thomas comes in. And lastly, last reason why I've sort of gone for this is if you look at the draft order as it stands, which obviously, like I said, isn't the final draft order, but in this scenario, you look at the teams who are coming after, you've got you know the Redskins, they drafted Dwayne Haskins, the Falcons, like we said, maybe Matt Ryan's on his way, maybe not. The Jets drafted Sam Darnold, and in uh, Jacksonville, you've got Nick Foles, who's on the hook for a lot of money, or you've got Gardner Minshew, who's playing pretty well. And then obviously you've got Baker. So at eight, as in this scenario, as they're up in the sand, they could take Tua or they could take whoever. So they don't need to do it now. Just get the best player available, which is, to me, Andrew Thomas. Yeah, fair. Very interesting. As <laughs> uh, soon as I've got the second Miami pick, that definitely changes things to me. Um, but yeah, good, 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 uh, good, good reason for your selection. So yeah, good choice. <laughs> Anyone else got any uh, thoughts on Andrew Thomas? I had him down as the second best player in the draft. So I think picking him second is a great idea. My only problem is I don't believe that Josh Rosen is good enough. I think, although that scheme, if you actually have a look at the first drives um, that they've had this year, the Dolphins have been pretty good when they've had the scheme well-structured. They're just not a very good team. Um, uh, But that means that even though they're a pretty good schematic team, um, I don't think Rosen's the best, and I, I don't think he's a guy. But having said that, I would have taken Andrew Thomas as well. Good pick. Still got to have the building block, even when you do get that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've always got to protect him. Thomas, we'll bring you in actually on that. What do you reckon of Josh Rosen? Because you're a UCLA fan. Um, I, I admit, I'm really liking. I know he's you know not been particularly good this year, but has any quarterback ever had the start to their career that Josh Rosen has had? He was in Arizona, which was the worst situation last year, and he's gone to Miami. And it's the worst situation this year, comfortably. Mm. So, like, okay, he hasn't really produced, but he's got nothing around him. No support from his coaching staff or anything. He's been benched after three starts. They gave Ryan Tannehill seven years. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's fair to judge Rosen based on what's happened. No, that's very fair. That's very fair indeed. Uh, so, next up is you on the Redskins, Thomas. Take it away. Right. Well, I was going to go for Andrew Thomas. Well, obviously, <laughs> that's not an option. So um, I had, I was looking at receivers and cornerbacks. So I decided to go with C.D. Lamb, wide receiver. <laughs> because Terry McLaurin <laughs> is good. Paul Richardson is pretty good. But they need weapons for Dwayne Haskins going forward. And for me, C.D. Lamb's the best receiver in this draft class. Like, he's just been ripping college football for the last two years. He fills arguably their biggest offensive need. But that isn't offensive tackle. I don't think there's a tackle good enough to go through that isn't Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. So get the best playmaker in the draft and start building an offense around Haskins because he's got a big enough arm to, you know, exploit C.D. Lamb and Terry McLaurin's speed. So that's my reason for it. That's a really good pick. Yeah, I like the way you've explained that. What what puts CD over the likes of Jerry Judy and T Higgins and all the rest of the wide receivers? Because this is a good wide receiver class. What sort of makes him stand out for you? It was a toss-up between him and Jerry Judy. And like Jerry Judy is really good. I just think CD Lamb, I don't know, it's the way he's been able to do it with multiple quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he has um, Kyler Murray and now he's got Jalen Hurts and he's still just performing ridiculously well. Whereas... Jerry Judy, he also has 
all these pieces around him like rugs and he's got the running backs, he's got Tua. I don't think he has to do as much as CD Lamb has to do, even though Oklahoma still have a lot of talent around him. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think with his prompts against Texas that we all saw, I think that vaulted him into the wide receiver one conversation in front of everyone. Um, and he was in that conversation for a lot of people anyway. I just put him on sort of the radar for a lot of people, I would say. Tom, we'll come to you. Oh, sorry, go on. Someone else <laughs> want to jump in there? Go for it. Now, carry on. I was just going to say I love CD Lamb, so we, we, yeah. we don't have to crap over that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, he was unbelievable last week, wasn't he? The week before against Texas, whenever it was. Mm. Um, yeah, well, this is the joy of the mock draft because I've had a couple of... Uh, couple of changes making that I'm going to have to make already. Um, but okay, so yeah, I'm at four now with the Atlanta Falcons um, and my first selections to be picked at round four will be Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. Um, for me personally, I think obviously the Falcons are going to, well, well, I don't think we'll be the same coaching team next year, but this, they need a secondary upgrade and uh, Okuda is just the best cornerback in college football right now in my opinion. Um, he's looked great this season. He's got a good length. His effective chase down ability, and uh, yeah, I, I just think this is this is. A, I would have picked Chase Young first um, because I think anywhere to sort of start strengthening and rebuilding that defense would have been a good choice. But um, yeah, four for me, Atlanta Falcons. I'm going with Jeff Okuda. Nice, yeah, I really like it to be honest. Um, he was kind of one who was I was eyeing up a, a little bit later on. I was a bit was questioning a little bit whether he'd last that long. So, yeah, not surprised. And, yeah, I think he's really rising towards the top of the sort of rankings at the cornerback position in this draft. He's such a good athlete. I think we talked about it last week. But, mm. um, you know, he, he really is one of those elite guys who can run with anyone. I don't think he's been particularly challenged by a superstar wide receiver um, ever. So I, would lo- I, I think for him more than anyone, his draft stock could get knocked down because of the playoffs. And I do think Ohio State are going to make the playoffs because they look amazing this year. Mm. Um, but right now, I think that's a great pick. And the Falcons need help in that DB core. So definite position of need. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Maxwell, welcome to you for the Jets at number five. Okay. So in terms of what I think they need, um, the things that I've kind of highlighted um, are weapons, really, and protect people who can protect Sam Darnold. We saw that offense versus the Patriots on Monday night, and it didn't look good at all. He needs something else. Um, I, my number three overall player in this draft, slightly ahead of CD Lamb, is Jerry Judy. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go Jerry Judy. If there was another tackle here at this point, I think I would have gone for a tackle um, because it would have been great to, to get some more protection and, and help the run game. But Jerry Judy is an elite route runner. He gets open constantly. He's also got good speed. Um, I think, you know, you can't, I can't see how they can pass up on him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it'd be a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? To see two wide receivers go so high, not since uh, Mike Williams, Corey Davis, that sort of uh, draft in 2016, was that? Um, there's, you know, we've seen so wide, so many wide receivers go so high. Um, but, you know, I like it. You know, these, these two guys that we've talked about are elite wide receivers. What does everyone else think of Jerry Judy? Must be big fans amongst us. Yeah, he's, he's, he's quality, isn't he? I mean, the whole Alabama receiving core uh, are a joke. And, and I, 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 like um, Thomas, was, was thinking of, you know, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, who's going first. And I think up until the Texas game, J- Judy would have been my wide receiver one for sure. But I think C.D. Lamb just looks electric at the minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, fantastic, fantastic pick. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's a few people that were hoping to try and uh, snag 
through the uh, as, we, as we made it through the uh, through the draft. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm going to move on with the Jags at number six um, for their first pick of the first round. And I'm, going to, I'm not going to lie, lads, there's been a couple of guys go off the board that I would have mind, wouldn't have minded just before this in Akuda and Judy, because I think there's two positions that the Jags um, you know, could really do with sort of replacing, especially with Jane and Ramsey now out of the door. But I'm going to go back to my four key positions again, uh, you know, go back to QB. Obviously, we've got Falls, which I mentioned before. And um, we have Minshew. Edge is pretty sorted. You know, they've got Ngakwe. They've still got Calais Campbell. So that's, you know, it's, it's not the biggest of needs, let's say. I think we could attack it later on in the draft if we were doing later rounds. Uh, and then you tackle, you've got sorted. You know, you've got Cam Robinson. You've got um, Juwan Taylor, you drafted last year. So I'm going go, to go with corner. And I'm going to select Paulson Adebo out of Stanford. I just think he's the best corner available. Um, up until quite recently, he was probably up in, there in my uh, cornerback one up with the likes of Akuda and Bryce Hall, but Bryce Hall now has got injured. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to go for Paulson and Devo. Wow, that is high. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I didn't have Paulson and Devo that high on my big board. Not that he isn't a good player, like again, another good elite athlete, but, um, and, and yeah, he had some production this past weekend uh, against UCLA, but uh, I just think, I think there are better players at this point. And, but, Say, having said that, the Jaguars do need a cornerback because when that defense is mighty, it really helps out whichever QB they've got, mm. <laughs> whether it be Foles or Minshew. Yeah, I think you've just got to build strength on strength, and that's kind of why I've gone for it there. And then we've also, like I said, going to have to go for those four positions of need uh, that are the most important at the top of the draft. So, that yeah, that's, that's my mm. kind of reasoning for it. As a point of reference, he was my 25th overall player. Okay. Yeah, so very high for me. <laughs> very high in terms of your big board. Thomas, we'll come back to you for your Cleveland Browns at number seven. Got the Browns. Oh, <laughs> no, no. no pressure. <laughs> well, they've got offensive line was maybe Trent, Richard, uh, Trent Williams is bought in. They've got safety issues. They're probably going to lose Christian Kirksey. I... I'm probably going to shock a few people here. I'm taking the safety. I'm taking Grant Delphi. Oh, he's gone. Interesting. I, I, I honestly think they're going to make a move for an offensive tackle. Clearly, it's a bit of a weak spot drafting offensive linemen for John Dorsey. <laughs> Go get the established guy. And if you don't have to give up your first round pick for him, which there's obviously a chance there would be, Demarius Randall is too good and the Browns probably won't have the money to pay him. Morgan Burnett is the other safety. They need a game changer. Grant Delpit can be that guy. So you feel arguably your second biggest need after your offensive line, and you get one of the best players in the draft. So I'm going. I'm going off the basis that they address the offensive line through a trade or free agency, and they get the best player available. Nice. I like it. Yeah. 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 Oh, you definitely like it. Yeah. Is anything to <laughs> Grant Delpit? Surely. Exactly. As I said, we love we love him on the pod. Um, no, it's a great. It's a great choice. How do okay. we? Um, sorry, go on. I was, I was just going to say, how do we? I was going to dive right in. But sorry, right sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry to stop you. Uh, I was just going to say, how do we feel? Um, obviously, a couple of years ago, we saw that Derwin James kind of dropped and Grant Elpit is kind of up there on that level, I would say. We're feeling that no one will sort of let that happen again and someone's going to take him this high, kind of top 10 range. He's... I just don't see how you can let a talent like that drop. Like you said, Derwin James was explosive when he got into the Chargers team and. Delpit has all the tools to do to be a very similar player, and I don't. I, you just can't let a player like that drop. 
I don't, I don't quite see the output on the same level as Jamal Adams or Derwin James. Uh, I was really high on Derwin James coming out because I think one of the things that those two had is um, is that they also had that kind of big playability, uh, which Delpit has done a little bit, but certainly not the same level as a Jamal Adams who goes and wins you the game himself. Having said that, he's undoubtedly, for me, a top 12 player in this draft. And um, if they do sort out their offensive line in free agency, well then, yeah, he's a great pick. Sorry, Tom, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Because I can't quite believe the situation I'm in, to be honest. Mm. Um, I, was, I, was, I was looking at those teams at the top thinking there's some serious need for quarterbacks, but um, we, have, we are yet to, yet to draft one, which changes my, my, first, my second pick for the Dolphins. Um, and I will draft Tua Tango-Vailoa out of Alabama. Um, as the first quarterback drafted into the 2020 mock, well, NFL draft. Um, I don't know if I need to give too much background or explanation on why <laughs> I do it. Um, the, interestingly enough, he did, he, he has, he got a high ankle sprain again and there are some concerns over injury, um, which, um, which, which could, which could affect his draft stock. I think obviously there are a few other good quarterbacks in this, in this draft, but I just think, I think the Dolphins want to, I think, I think, I mean, I was kind of hoping that you would draft him first, and then and then and then Judy <laughs> might still be about eight to get the uh, the, the Judy to a uh, partnership still going at Miami next year. But yeah, uh, for me, the Dolphins need a quarterback, and two is two is the overall pick for me. Yeah, very nice. Um, I kind of yeah left it there for you, I guess. I guess that was my kind of my plan all along when I sort of mm. took Thomas at two, as I kind of explained. But no, if the Dolphins can kind of do that and get him a bit later and still secure there left tackle I think that's a great move for them and you know again we're going back to what I'm saying about the four sort of key positions now you've checked off two you've got another first round pick and you've also got the 34th pick in this scenario so to fill the others so yeah no, I think it's a great move Com- completely changes their franchise with these two players if they mm-hmm. were to get Andrew Thomas and Tua Tagovailoa I mean you are talking about an offense which is all of a sudden very talented yeah. uh, I know it's only two players but mm-hmm. those are the two of the most important yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, definitely. Maxwell, about we move on to the Giants at number nine. Well, I don't like the Giants, so I wasn't overly, <laughs> wasn't overly thrilled to have this honour. But um, it's a trade-off I, for getting the first first pick overall. Yeah, true. It's very true. Yeah. Um, uh, to be honest, the Giants could have done with a guy like Chase Young. Um, I think they also have needs on the offensive line. They've got weaknesses in a lot of places. Um, Linebacker, DB, but I feel like we've seen that franchise get by without linebackers before. So as much as there are a couple of good ones, um, they could go for that. Um, However, I think I'm going to go for making of amends. So DeAndre Baker may not be the guy who they want him to be. Maybe he does work out. I know he's very young. But for me, my favorite cornerback in this class is a guy who is incredibly consistent um, probably overshadowed by some of the other talent around him, um, such as Grant Delpit. But I find, just watching the film, I find that the LSU cornerback, um, Christian Fulton, is probably the most complete uh, cornerback I've seen in this class. Um, he, he does remind me... Uh, um, well, I think, I think he, he has all the skill set you need, and he's got a real fiery finish to his game where every time you see someone catch the ball near him, they will 
more often than not, they're still going to um, drop that ball mm. because he's so aggressive in contact at the point of, of attack. He um, just like a perfect Patriots player almost the way they, they do that. <laughs> um, um, so I love Christian Fulton. I think even though they already picked Andre Baker before, I think this could be another great matchup and they still need help in the DB core. Yeah, they drafted quite a lot of DBs recently, but yeah, Christian Fulton would probably be the best one of them. Thomas, our sort of SEC guy, what do you reckon to this pick? No, yeah, I think it's a great pick. I've, I actually had Fulton um, in in my uh, plans, but uh, I didn't really expect him to, <laughs> to, to to stick around too much, to be fair. But no, I think definitely worth the the, uh, the high draft for sure. Mm. No, I completely agree. So, obviously, I'm at the Chargers now at number 10, which obviously puts me under the microscope somewhat. Now, I've got a couple of directions I'd like to go, I think. This kind of depends on what Philip Rivers is going to do. There's rumours that are swirling that he's going to maybe hang it up. He's got the contract that's going up at the end of the season. And whether he'll sign another one is pretty questionable. So I'm considered quarterback here. And then the other thing that I'm thinking about is offensive line, because obviously we've all seen it uh, for a few weeks now. The Chargers offensive line is pretty bad. But one thing that swings it for me is the fact that, you know, we're going to that new stadium. The LA Rams are making those big moves. And I think it could be a time for a new guy on the centre. And just so happens that my QB1 is still here. So that's Justin Herbert. <laughs> so I can't not yeah. take my QB1. And I think it's a new era in LA. I think it's a new era um, with uh, a new fresh face quarterback in the new stadium. And, you know, if Philip Rivers does stick around, then Justin Herbert can sit for a year, learn off uh, Philip Rivers. And then we have the new guy sort of marinating in the background, waiting to come in and hopefully be an instant success. So I think it needs it. You know, we've all seen with the fans and things like that not not coming to the games. I think having a new quarterback on the centre brings a bit of a bit of fresh excitement. And uh, yeah, I think George Snowbert's the man for that. Good choice. Interesting. I um I think there's a better quarterback than him still on the board. Personally, uh, I prefer uh, Jordan Love, and um, it's nothing. Jordan, it is actually partly against Justin Herbert. I think the one thing that Justin <laughs> Herbert has really hurting him is that that Oregon offense is truly fantastic. I mean, the scheme, most of his throws, I'd say 80% of his throws are quick now screens or roll out quick game. Like mm-hmm. all of his passes are really short and, and really like one read. He doesn't have to look down the field. And when you do see him throw deep, He's thrown a lot of picks for me, certainly recently. Um, well, not recently. I think his whole career, I think he's thrown a lot of picks when he's tried to go deeper. Um, so his stats are good. He's obviously a very talented player, but I am worried that he, that offense is almost manufacturing too much for him because it is a wonderful offense mm-hmm. to watch. Um, and I can't tell whether the reason he's got such a high completion rate is because yeah, all valid points, all fair points. Yeah, I could mean, go along with that. My biggest worry is that um, I think, from what I gather, Philip Rivers has made it clear on several occasions he does not want to mentor a young quarterback. So if he sticks around, will they go for a quarterback with Rivers still there? Or are they going to address the offensive line and think that? Because obviously they have a talented roster, it just hasn't mm. worked this year. If Rivers doesn't want to mentor a guy and he stays <laughs> in LA, don't. Would they go offensive line? Would they the, get like? I mean, it, I guess something? it's the sensible thing to do, but I feel they've got to kind of play the PR card, and obviously I sort of went over that. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're going to be picking, if you're going to have like a bad season, you're going to be picking in the top ten. Then this yeah, is exactly. your time to strike. Yeah. Um, yeah. For in terms of a new quarterback, you're not going to get one if you 
come back next year, have a good season with Philip Rivers under centre in his final season, perhaps, you know, and then you pick it in the high 20s, where you're yeah. going to find his replacement. So that's kind of yeah. another aspect to this that I'm kind of going for. That's fair. And uh, speaking yeah. of getting a new quarterback, I have Tennessee. <laughs> oh, nice little segue. And um, <laughs> the Titans, for me, are taking Joe Burrow from LSU. Um, to me, he's the best player in college football this season that isn't Jalen Hurts. Um, <laughs> but he is a much better pro prospect than Jalen Hurts. And his development from year one to year two as LSU starter has easily been the best, biggest jump by any quarterback in the nation. Tennessee clearly need a new QB because Marcus Morris is terrible. And okay, Ryan Tannehill <laughs> looked good this week. But Ryan Tannehill's not very good. We've seen it for seven years. Um, go get a new QB. They've got weapons. Corey Davis obviously hasn't panned out yet, but he's also had terrible QB play. They've got AJ Brown. They've got Derek Henry. They've got Delaney Walker. Go get Joe Burrow. Put him, I mean, they need to address the offensive line, but get Burrow, give him those weapons and see what can happen because he's a big upgrade on Marcus Mariota. Yeah, no, I'd second that, definitely. Um, the only thing that kind of is scaring me a little bit, and obviously I'm becoming less and less scared of this each week, is the fact that the sample size for Joe Burrow is so small. But obviously, the more he plays well and the more sort of solid he looks, and like I said, the more sort of I'm eating my words, my preseason words on him, and you know he looks great. So yeah, no, I go along with that. And at the moment, he's he's looking every bit a top ten, fifteen quarterback uh, player and top five quarterback. Sorry. Yeah, good choice. I was surprised Jordan Love didn't come out because I know you're a big fan of him as well. To be fair, <laughs> it was close. It, it was it was a toss up between the two. Nice. Tom, you're on the clock with the books. Yes, on the clock of 12 with the mighty Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> what a franchise. Um, and I am going to make it three quarterbacks in a row. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a very last minute ticket to, well, I say fortunate enough, maybe unfortunate, to attend the uh, Bucks Panthers game at Tottenham. Great stadium. Great. Would recommend if anyone's not been to an NFL game at the new Tottenham Stadium yet um, for next year for sure. But yeah, the, I mean, Winston was responsible for six turnovers. Um, he just, he wasn't great. Tampa didn't look too bad, I didn't think, apart from that. Um, we've got we've got needs at offen- offensive tackle and in the secondary. Um, but I think now, I mean, he's had a few seasons. It's not gone as, as planned. And, and I think it's time to, to upgrade. And I am not going to go with Jordan Love. I am going to take uh, our guy, my guy, my hopeful Heisman winner, Jalen Hurts, as the quarterback for the Tampa. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a shock. <laughs> um, it's a bit, but I like it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and I think, I, I mean, I, I don't think uh, anyone, as you, well, I can tell by your guys' reaction, but um, I think he's just, he's been quality. I mean, he did the job at Alabama. He's already won a national championship. He's gone to Oklahoma. He's in his first year. He's, we've spoken about him in the past on the pod. He's sort of doing things that Kyler Murray and Baker weren't even doing. And I just think, yes, he might have to improve still in the passing area but I think he's improved mightily like since his time at Alabama and he's an unbelievable run threat um, like many of you will rem- like you will remember from his time at Alabama um, mm-hmm. so I for me I, I, I like Hertz um, and yeah that's that's my that's my pick for Tampa Bay at 12 definitely, definitely a ballsy pick but no I like it um, I think he's showing on and off the field that he's got the talent and the, the sort of mindset to do it. That's so. the thing as well. Yeah, you, you, you 
Yeah, remind me of a great point. That interview that we spoke about after that game, the first game of the season, when they 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 won um, pretty easily, they let mm-hmm. a few, they conceded a few points at the end, and and he's just he's he's in the different place, I think, mentally than a lot of other college players at the moment. He is so determined. He just he's there was another thing I saw on uh, college game day, I think it was, where he's like going into the gym after they've played matches if he doesn't feel like he's he's, he's worked hard enough and so mm-hmm. on. I just think he's he's so determined. He's been through a lot of adversity with leaving Bama and getting pushed out by Tua and I just think he's I just think he's he's so so determined to make it and I think he will be successful very interesting mm. he's he's certainly an amazing talent and you see what they're doing with Lamar Jackson I mean he's maybe not as quick as Lamar but he can run the ball as well as any quarterback we've seen going to the NFL yeah um, big <laughs> yeah mm. he's a big guy um, so you never know I mean the only my only hesitation would be if that was his destination um, I don't think that's the coaching staff for him. Um, yeah. You know, they traditionally, if Arians are still there, they he's had pocket passes. But um, mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I certainly could see them moving on from Jameis though. Great yeah, story. definitely. Yeah, um, you know, he's in the contract year, and yeah, like I said, not doing not doing enough for it. I don't think. So Maxwell, maybe another quarterback here. We've had a bit of a run. Well, I mean, <laughs> this was definitely not in my plans. I never thought I'd get the opportunity to do this. And to be honest, I've got two players on my board who I've got higher than um, Jordan Love. Um, however, I do think the Broncos um, fundamentally have a problem in the quarterback position. I don't think Joe Flacco is terrible, um, although some people do call him that. I definitely don't think he is. <laughs> I think he isn't helped by some of the people around him so this is re- I think there's another good tackle on the board as well so do they go tackle or do they go quarterback but I think when all, all come, is said and done the fact that he's at a lower school is the only thing hindering him because his tape right now for me is the best quarterback in this class so I can't see how the Broncos can pass up on Jordan Love at yep. uh, what, what position we are 13 13 yeah. amazing <laughs> Yep. 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 <laughs> you a fan? <laughs> he's the he's the he's my favourite quarterback in this draft. Um, I have a soft spot for the Broncos. I, I love the pick for Denver. Um, Definitely fits yeah. the uh, John Elway archetype quarterback. Anyway, you know, strong arm, quite mobile, and another he's swing a, as well from John Elway. If this my, my only hesitation would be um, they need to see what they've got in Drew Lock, and maybe after he comes back from injury, um, he gets a bit of run out, but. Do they go back to back high draft picks on quarterbacks when they have so many other needs? That's my only hesitation. But Love is clearly worth the pick for me. He's a top ten pick in this draft. Um, but I, yeah, that, that, like I said, my only hesitation is: do they go back to back high draft picks when they got um, Drew Lock last year? But I love the pick otherwise. Interesting. No, yeah, I like it. I like how we've had a bit of a run of quarterbacks. Uh, that certainly get the crowd excited in Las Vegas if this sort of went down. <laughs> Um, I am going to move on to the Arizona Cardinals. And my next pick is going to be Tristan Wirfs, the right tackle out of Iowa. Now, obviously, we were kind of scratching our heads after the last draft uh, and why the, the Cardinals kind of kitted out their offense with Kyle Murray and a couple of receivers, but never touched the offensive line. And I think that's going to be the modus operandi for this pick. They've got to do that. And Tristan Wirfs isn't actually my highest-ranked tackle uh, on my board at this moment personally, but I think for the Cardinals... He would be the pick since he's much more athletic than Lucas Niang, who I actually have above him. Obviously, with Kyle Murray, you want to 
kind of get some moving and shaking at the back in, in the backfield and you need some athletic linemen to get out in front uh, of him and David Johnson and, and Chase Edmonds as well and that's why I, I pick worse over someone I think slightly better in Niang or any of the other tackles nice uh, yeah I, I I don't I don't love worse to be honest I have him as my eighth or ninth tackle um oh wow that's I, I low. Think yeah, I, I know a lot of people like him because he put on relatively good tape for a junior, or maybe it was two years ago when I think he first started playing. Um, but I just, I don't see it. I mean, I've seen so much of his film that I just dislike and can't see translating. I actually think he could be a better guard at the next level um, because he's a pretty, I think run blocking is really his forte. Um and I think you make a good point that he's probably more um, a better fit than Niang um, for that Cardinals offense. And I definitely think they should go tackle because mm. they need all the help they can get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, we'll we'll see what, what what people say as this process moves on. I know a lot of people have got him very high in their mock drafts at the moment, but um, I just don't see it personally. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> that's right. It's, he's going to be one that splits opinion. I think he's not playing as well at the moment as he has put on tape before. But I think, yeah, the, the fit, I think um, he's more natural right tackle, which uh, maybe been knocking down on some boards, but I think he's a natural fit for the Cardinals, like I say. So, yeah, that's my pick. Thomas, uh, Cowboys, number 15, second last pick on our mock draft for today. Go. Right, so I'm going to... This might seem a bit of a reach, but I'm going to feel what I feel is the uh, Cowboys' biggest need, which is a safety. So I'm going with Hansa Nazarel Dean from Florida State. Ooh, okay. Um, he Florida State are terrible. Um, <laughs> we've established that. I, I cover the ACC. Um, they're, they're really not very good. However, Nazarel Dean has been making plays in both the passing game and as a run stopper. And um, whilst the team is bad, he just stands out every time Florida State play. Dallas need a safety. Their cornerbacks are good. Their linebackers are good. Their defensive line is good. Their offense can score when they're playing bad teams, apparently. Apparently not when they're playing good teams. Um, <laughs> and their biggest need for me is a safety because they've got, I'm trying to figure, they've got, they've got Jeff Heath as a safety mm, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He's not very good. Um, so he feels their biggest need for me and he can play both the run and the pass fairly well. He's similar to Derwin James, but obviously nowhere near as good. So, yeah, that's what I'm going with, just because he fills that gap. And he's, it's the one hole they have on their defense, in my opinion. Does it's anyone bit... else not know who this is? <laughs> I've, I've, heard, I've heard good things, but I've not actually watched him myself. Um, but I've heard of a draft analyst kind of comment on him and say he's quite decent. But it feels like a bit of a Seahawks pick where they kind of uh, pick someone that no one else would think. But fair play. You know, he's our ACC guy and, you know, he obviously likes him. So I, I back it. I am excited to watch his film because I have not heard of him at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know who he is, but um, I love the breakdown and I'm, I can't wait to get into some film now because, mm. uh, yeah, I just hadn't, hadn't watched any film of him yet. But um, I try to stay away from Florida State as much as I can. <laughs> so, um, well, I was watching a tape of other teams and then I watched uh, Wake Forest, Florida State. So <laughs> he just popped up uh, whilst I was watching other people. <laughs> he just kept popping up on tapes. I was like, oh, check this guy out. That's when you find the best players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there's one for the listeners as well. Obviously, if our listeners haven't seen him or heard of him, then it's do what Maxwell's going to do and, and we'll go and watch the tape. Tom, round us out for this episode, number 16, the Jags. Certainly. So it's the Jags' second pick of the first round. Uh, Lee, you took Paulson Adebo, cornerback first. Obviously, a gap that needs filling. Um, 
and I was gonna I was gonna fill the cornerback gap if that, <laughs> if, that uh, if that hadn't already happened. A um, couple of people in mind. However, in this current setup, I'm gonna give them some more options. I'm gonna give them. I'm going to give them some. I'm going to give them a wide receiver. I think uh, they could do with another target, and I will give them Henry Ruggs the third. Uh, for me personally, I just think a, uh, a quality wide receiver again. Um, he's he's exceptional once the ball's in hand. Um, I, I, he's one of the other Alabama wide receivers where I just feel like if he gets the ball in hand, it, it doesn't matter where he's on the field, he's got a good chance of scoring. Um, I'm loving Minshew as well. And I just think it would be great to get, uh, get get another option for the Jags at wide receiver. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's that's the other position I was kind of thinking in the first picks. We've kind of dovetailed quite nicely there. And yeah, it gives them a lot of speed, which obviously they've got in that room already. So yeah, no, I like it. Cool. No one else got anything to say about Henry Woods then, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I think it's definitely a position of need. I think um, Ruggs isn't as refined as some of the other um, prospects. Um, I think T Higgins is a better player for me in terms of just everything he can do. But Ruggs has got that Deshaun Jackson game-breaking speed um, that, that is so valuable. Um, you know, if you can find a scheme that works with a guy like that, um, he is a real take-the-top-off kind of guy. Um, so um, I think a guy like Minshew actually kind of suits that perfectly, someone who's willing to take a risk and go deep. Um, so, yeah, I think he could be a good fit. Cool. Yes, yeah, so another great picks there uh, for everyone. I think. I think we've got a lot of good points across. I think we've got some obvious ones and we've got some sort of left field ones, which is great. Um, giving the listeners sort of a uh, good sort of spectrum. And like, like what we're going to do, we're going to watch some tape and see about these guys. And you know, maybe the tape can tell us the truth. Uh, but, you know, just want to say uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, if you want to give us a follow, uh, I'll post all our Twitter handles after each episode. I just want to give you a little bit of encouragement to uh, you know subscribe, follow, rate, review, retweet, and share. And, uh, you know, go over to the full 10 yards and read all articles as well, because there's a lot of good stuff coming out of there. And, uh, you know, if you like your sort of merchandise, things like that, NFL Shop Europe have uh, teamed up with us and we've got a little code to get 10% off, which is uh, full 10. So you use that at the checkout, then, uh, yeah, you get 10% off of your order. Um, you know, if we've got London games, things like that coming up, it's good to be kitted out for all those occasions. Uh, so, yeah, lads, we'll, we'll uh, sort of leave that there. And, um, yeah, we'll be back on Thursday for part two. Uh, so, yeah, goodbye from everyone. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> Great stuff. Bye. <laughs> and then we'll see you on the other side. All right, everyone. See you later. Thanks for listening to the podcast. For all your football needs, check out our website, full10yards.com, or follow us on Twitter at full10yards CFB. And remember, keep those eyes peeled.